We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. WinBet is W Y N N, just in case you wanted to uh, go check that out. I am Scott Jensta, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Well, except for last week, we were off last week, but it was uh, it was a nice break, but uh, really good to be back. I, I missed uh, missed talking baseball with Jeff. So uh, we're here, kind of attacking the second half. I know it's not technically the halfway point, but I want to call it the second half anyway. Uh, Jeff, how are you? It's been a couple of weeks. How's everything going? Doing well. Happy to be back. Uh, you know, I'm a dog owner now. Uh, so that uh, congrats on that. Gonna... That's that's yeah. very good news. I like to hear that. Yeah, yeah. We got ourselves a rescue. He's kind of a golden retriever, but he's a lot of everything, I think. Uh, but uh, he's a good boy. He's a very good boy, and he loves our company. And just to the point where, if I put on my shoes, he gets excited, and you know, nice. he thinks it's walk time. Or, but he likes going in the car with us. He just likes being around us. So it, it, it's kind of cool to see uh but it is like having a kid all over again too in terms of like putting him down for the night and things like that but that's not that's in the dog talk podcast we'll have to do that one separately i, uh, let's assume, talk I, assume, I assume the kids are super happy though yes they are that's awesome that's good no it's uh as someone who's had our second rescue now it's a it's a very fun thing and i can't imagine my house without it now so it's funny how that how that works but yeah, yeah let's jump into the uh into the baseball we're uh we're past the the all-star break uh all that we had a uh, one series before that i kind of want to do a little a little check-in on uh, how, how the season's going for you uh, what you've learned from the first half how you're faring there how how, how are your like major teams doing so my 15 team leagues are doing better than my 12 team leagues all right. uh i which I don't know if there's a lesson to be learned there or if it's just happenstance, especially in the NFPC format, though, like the main is doing better than the online championship, and it's not really even close. Uh, I think that's also been the case there where I, it's there's two different seasons. There's the first eight weeks of the season and then everything that's happened after with the pitchers. I think it's a completely different world. That said, Garrett Cole and uh, Lucas Giolito have stabilized a little bit, at least the yeah. last couple of starts. Uh, hopefully that carries over the rest of the way. Uh, you know, it used to be like, got so excited for those days. And then for about a month, started dreading that. Cause they always pitch on the same day too. You're like, yeah. you expect improvement on those days. And when you're backsliding on those days, it really sucks. It does. It's funny. I, you know, I think you and I have talked a few times. I've just had, I haven't had quite the time to dig into my teams as much as the year. And I've, I've learned that 
winning these leagues, like, and, and it's, it could be NFBC main event, or it could be competitive home league, could be labor, tout, all the stuff that you play also. Like, winning these leagues is tough. I've realized that, you know, I I, I put a lot of work into my leagues, and, uh, you know, I don't like to talk about a lot, but I've done really well in the NFBC in the past. Right. Uh, it's been a struggle this year. I, I'm very middling. Um, You know, I've got one team that's got 91 points, which has a chance. The other's, like, in the mid-70s. But I just, like, I, I've made some mistakes that I usually don't make. I haven't had quite the time to stick in a fab, and I've realized that, we talk about, you know, luck and skill and all that. I, I tell you what, if you don't put work into any serious league, you're not going to do well. And I, I've really learned that this year. And I'm hoping to get some more in the second half. But I tell you what, it takes uh, it takes energy. It takes grind. I like doing it. It's fun. You know, I wouldn't do it as a hobby if I didn't like doing it. But it's uh, I've really learned this year that, uh, you know, that time that I put in in past years really does pay off. It does. It really does. I, I've made some mistakes. Some of them are kind of amateur level mistakes, uh, you know, and I, I – this isn't me throwing my partner on the bus. I was there for the bid as well, but like rostering and starting pitchers that I have no business being on an active roster. Just, Hey, I've like this all-star break. Hey, Jay Happ gets the tigers. First of all, Jay Happ stinks. <laughs> Secondly, the tigers aren't the tigers from April and may, you yeah. know, and I knew this yet there he is. Cause I didn't want to take like a blank for three days. God forbid, you know, as opposed to seven runs, you know, or uh, Seth Lugo, he's safe. You know, that was fun too. Um, you know, you take, you got, I got punted. And here's the thing. I'm having a hard time finding safe Harbor. I'm really having a hard time finding like the can't hurt you guy. There's, I don't, they, I they don't, don't really exist. They're, they're rostered is the problem. There are no, yeah. there's no like waiver wire. Oh, this guy will be, you know, six innings, three earned runs and maybe a chance for a win. Like, and the problem is it's not even that it's that you pitch those guys and they give up nine runs and two and two thirds. And like, I've had a bunch of those blowups and those just, like, I feel like avoiding those blowups has been a huge deal for a lot of people. And you see like the people that are, you know, the ERAs in the low threes and the people in the high threes. It's just, it's a couple of those really, really awful starts that made the difference. I mean, I, I've, I've eaten two or three of them and it's they're really hard to come back from. They are. And, you know, it's just almost everybody gets one or two, but when you get four or five or six, that's yeah. when it's really a little a lot more difficult. And then, well, you know, when, so Saturday I had Seth Lugo and Joaquin Soria Oh. do their, their dirty work against me on Saturday on the same team. Now, Soria, I get what I get. I don't get upset because there's a payoff. I got my save today. You got saved today, yeah. The yeah. thing with Lugo is you're you're in there like, give me two clean innings and rather than a starter or a zero. Yeah, and he gives exactly. you He gives you four or five earned, whatever it was. I mean, that's – And two-thirds yeah. of an inning. Yeah, that, just, that Mets game was insane, by the way. That was – Every five, game for that it, series was insane. It really was. The play, I mean, the play today is the most ridiculous play I've seen all year. The Taiwan Walker three runs yeah. scored on a what a ten foot a ten foot, uh, foot dribble. I mean, I I saw it like three times. I still I still don't understand what the hell they were doing. Strange things happen in Pittsburgh. Just it yeah. reminds me of the uh, the Javi Baez play from earlier this year. Where <laughs> That's something right. stupid happens there. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know there, there, it should be zero runs happening on that play. Yep, and it ends up being three. Just yeah. unreal. <laughs> And like the fact that the, nobody chased the ball, just kind of sat there. It was just, it was an insane play, but it was uh yeah, it was a wild weekend of games. I felt like there was a lot going on, uh, both good and bad. It's just kind of a a crazy weird weekend of baseball. It was, and uh, you know it's you know there there was so much going on. You could take your eye off the ball really easily and and miss all that too. And I, I think that is kind of part of my point too. Like I know people talk about like I just look at the numbers, I just look at standings. Like I, for me, I think being able to like watch games and and watch pitchers and watch at bats really makes a difference. And I have not had a chance to do much of that. I've watched a lot of A's games, but that's kind of about it. Mm -hmm. I've just been just been busy, and it's just it, I mean, it's, it's I guess it's an excuse, but it's not an excuse. It's just I mean, it, it, I think that it makes a big difference when you can watch your pitcher and be like, oh, that that six inning two earned run game. They can be very different. They can be a game where a guy looks really good and give maybe a two run homer, 
or it could be a game of guys kind of dancing through base runners all game long. And I think it really, uh, for me at least, it makes a difference to be able to watch games and kind of study guys. And I, I've noted that uh, that I that I, I've hurt uh, I've been hurt from that this year. Yeah, and this is a big week. This week and next week before training camp opens up for football teams. Yeah. This is where like people are going to be grinding this next two weeks, and then they might drop off in August and September. And you, you, know, and you got you got trade deadline right there too, which which is, right. you know, can often throw some, especially closer situations, just fully up in the air. I mean, you had, you might think you're fine in saves and you have three closes, and all of a sudden, you know, in two weeks you got one just because of the trade deadline. It happened to me last two years ago. I think I had three closes and I was down to one. You know, four hours later when the trade deadline ended, it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Do you do you kind of plan for the trade deadline? Do you make any moves these next couple of weeks, thinking ahead of that? Are you trying to like find a speculative closer that maybe is behind a Craig Kimball or Richard Rodriguez, are you looking for a, uh, uh, maybe an, uh, an offensive guy who's going to, you know, get full time playing time Detroit, you know, trades Robbie Grossman or something like that. Sure. I try to do that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, sometimes it, it's, it's hard and you're guessing a lot too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like you, you mentioned like the Kimbrel situation, sometimes they trade the setup guy yep. though too. Like Andrew Chafin's probably going to get dealt. And I think he's, Ryan, I think Ryan's a pair gets dealt too. And he's, he's been good. And I mean, I think a lot of teams probably get a guy like that a little bit cheaper and you may, it, 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 you may, right. You might be chafing at a pair and Kimberl ends up staying, which is, which would be pretty wacky. Right. Well, because of the contract, you yeah, know, exactly. and it, that that's exactly why, but uh, you know, Kimberl better be traded. Uh, I, I was I thankful would, the would, Cubs yeah. traded uh, Peterson to kind of get the ball rolling. I love yeah. trade deadline season. I love seeing trades in July. Yeah, I need yeah. more of them. Uh, plus, as a Reds fan, I was like, "Yay! All right, one team out of it." And then the Reds decide, "Oh, we're 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 kind of out of it too." Unless uh, it's uh, unless unless it's you as Cespedes for John Lester, I'm all for trade season. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has he blocked you yet? I know Brian you know, Anderson has, but I don't. I I have to think that John Lester's not on Twitter. He does not seem like a yeah. like a Twitter guy. Um, yeah. it's all all in good fun. But uh, yeah, your Reds had a rough weekend. My A's had a rough weekend. Um, are the what are the Reds going to do at the deadline? Are they are they going for? It? Are they selling? What what do you think they do? I I think the best money is on standing pat. Okay, uh, because that's what they usually do. First of all, right. secondly, they basically did that. Although they they didn't sell off this offseason, all they sold Iglesias and they let Archie Bradley walk for nothing. But we've covered that ground. Um, yeah, but the bullpen's know. been totally fine and no issues there, so you're fine. <laughs> and, and we've been and, and we've been nails at shortstop too. With that uh, money that we saved that we're going to use to stabilize that situation, it's been totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think the A's the A's need an outfielder. The A's need like two relievers, and I don't know. I, I think they'll try and do something. But, you know, it's always the money in there. They have a they're a, right. they're an absolute mess of a franchise now with the the fighting over the stadium. Uh, they had eight thousand fans, I think, at the game today for a Sunday afternoon it was just absolutely brutal yeah. for a team that's in the playoff mix. And uh, you know, there's probably some games they've had less than that, and it's it's rough. You know, the Red Sox and fireworks they get fans, and that's pretty much about it. And uh, the Could- team's pretty team's pretty pissed off at the city. The city's uh, putting up proposals they're never going to pass. I think it's. Uh, I think it's uh, for the first time in a long time. I think it's kind of headed out of town right now. Is kind of where I'd lean if I had to. I'd take a side of the fence. It couldn't happen to a nicer ownership group. I mean, the uh, way they handled like firing people uh, in, in mm-hmm. the scouting department and yep. you know metrics department. You know the way they they've treated minor leaguers. I mean, they are the ones that first got highlighted for how like they were feeding them so poorly and all that. Uh, the clubhouse meal. I mean. You get what you, you you get what you deserve as far as that Agreed. goes. I agree. I mean, they they, tr- they treated Marcus Semyon like absolute crap with that offer that they made to him. Yeah, just flat out insulting. Like, pick up the phone, and be like, "Hey, Marcus, we can't sign you. We don't have the money." And he'd be like, "Okay, fine, I understand." But offering what they offered him was just it's just it's stupid. It's insulting. It's just like tone deaf. It's just it's 
it's a mess and they have their their team presence always kind of the face of the franchise because the owner never is out front and he is he's like tweeting stuff from las vegas and it just like feels like he's rubbing it into fans which is short-sighted and stupid too like you're gonna need these fans to follow you to be fans of whatever team whatever city it may be they're just they, they seem like they seem like they're burning bridges right now and i don't it's for no reason to right right and it's just like kind of like montreal when they left town you know uh and you just you crap all over a fan base and just you you soil it for the future too i mean it's just it's not like they're going to support you with the move and it, it's it's not good for anybody else that wants to go there too for that matter i mean you, you keep on saying oh we can't compete with this we can't compete with that well you know it, eventually it becomes self self-fulfilling prophecy agreed uh and yeah it's just another case and and plus they're gearing up for the labor war which we yeah. all know is happening and that's why I, I expect the reds to do very little i expect you know cleveland to do very little i expect you know oakland and tampa bay to do very little you know because they're all gearing up for this i mean the cubs i mean they 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 played they they played their cards face up this offseason yeah. when they traded away you darvish fantasy wise if i'm in a dynasty league i'm trying to win this year i'm just going to put it that way because i don't know what you're getting next year yeah uh, i agree if you have a chance go for it I do too. So let's jump into uh, this week. We got a full week this week coming off the uh, the half week after the All Star break. Uh, we got a lot of teams of seven games. I'm not gonna list them all because it's about half a league. Right. I think Minnesota plays eight as the one team. They have a doubleheader tomorrow with the White Sox. There are three teams with five games though. A big disadvantage this week when a lot of teams have seven. The Rockies, the Royals, and the Brewers have five. Um, in terms of AL teams going NL parks, losing the DH, we have the the White Sox and the Royals play at Milwaukee this week. Uh, the Mariners go to Coors Field playing the Rockies on Tuesday and Wednesday. And the Blue Jays headed the Mets Friday through Sunday. That's going to be an interesting one. The Blue Jays have a uh, they have a lot of good hitters, and I guess either Gurriel or Grichik has got to sit with no DH. Yeah, that's right. And probably they alternate, you know. Yeah. Uh, they probably Which both. kills both of them, right? Yeah. I mean, it does. I, it, I guess yeah, whoever, it does. whoever starts Friday, you use. And if they don't, you figure they're going to play just Saturday, and maybe you lose two games. But it's yeah. – uh, that's a that's a fun stacked lineup. What they have like seventeen runs or something today in the doubleheader. They they just mash. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're, they're super fun and yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just you hate seeing it. And, you know, like someday we'll have the universal DH again. We had it. It was so nice for a year. We didn't have like a guy come pitcher coming off the IL and going right back on it because he hurt his hamstring running the bases. Oh, Lorenzo, I'm talking about here now. Oh, I was going Elysia Hernandez on that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's 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 well Zach Gallen doing what he did swinging yeah. a bat. Jacob Degrom doing what he did swinging a bat. You and, see his quote today. He said his first four injuries were all swinging the bat. He doesn't think this one is, but he thought he said the first four were all from swinging the bat, which is great. Yeah, uh, and then it's just keep it's just ruined. It's just you keep doing it at the back and forth. But that that's a that's for later in the outline. So we'll get to that. Yeah, no doubt there. Um, let's jump into uh, into Fab because it was an interesting Fab week we had. Some call-ups. Um, we're going to cover guys that uh, were available in NFBC and guys that weren't. Also, there were a couple of call, a couple of uh, news announcements. Brandon Marsh got called up. Um, Josiah Gray is going to pitch this week for the Dodgers. Those guys were not available in NFBC because they're not debuted yet. But obviously, we're covering a lot of different leagues, uh, home leagues. I think you picked up uh, Brandon Marsh in what AL Tout? Is that right? Yeah. That's AL right. Tout. Uh, but let's jump into the the top guy is uh, is Jaron Duran with the white with the with the Red Sox. Uh, got called up as having a really good year in uh, AAA. Fifteen home runs, twelve stolen bases, and forty six games. Like a, just a a really impressive line. Dude had forty six stolen bases between A and AA in twenty nineteen. If you were looking for steals and you needed steals in the league, this kind of felt like the guy that uh, maybe this is the spot you take for somebody. Yeah, and you know what he went for and you know, one way was determined on who had some what money they had left in fab absolutely right? yeah. uh i i got him in one of my two mains 
the one where I had more money, but I need stolen bases less, but I still, you know, he's a difference maker. You get, yeah. that's the, that was the approach we took. Uh, got him for a pretty reasonable price of 135. Uh, at a, a second bid was like 77, I think, something like that. It's but then, bid, yeah. And, yeah, and I had over 400 left. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah. let's go for it. It's, at the very least, one of my rivals isn't going to get him. Yeah. Uh, and that, that has value in and of itself. Now, I can gain some points, not a lot in stolen bases, but it also kind of gives me some flexibility to move some things around how I want. Yeah, uh, and the other lineup is to score a lot of runs. Like, it's yeah. not like he's going to be a just not, we're not looking at Malik Smith here. We're looking at a guy that could contribute across the board, too. I mean, he had 15 home runs in AAA. And this is a guy that, how do you see them playing him? Do you think it's a play versus already sit versus lefties? Do you think it's an everyday? We're going to commit to this guy. How do you feel about uh, playing time when you're, when you're so, bidding so on Cora him? So Cora was outright about it. He said he's going to play against all righties and he'll pick his spots against lefties. Like, tough lefties. He's probably not going to do it. Maybe right. the first couple lefties. The danger is him, you know, missing some games, uh, missing some at bats, I should say, where he gets pinch hit for if they bring in a tough lefty. And although, let's face it, they're not going to, other teams aren't going to like burn their lefty just to face Duran unless like it's a super critical spot. Yeah. You're going to save it for Raphael Devers at the top of the lineup, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the other problem he's though is still, he's not I, I don't know. the lineup. Is he, is he obviously he's playing center field. So he a, I assume he's a pretty decent defender too. So you don't want to in a close right. game, you may not even want to take him out either, which which is yeah. helpful. But I don't know. You give me all games against righties and then you know, maybe sitting against tough legs. I think it's a pretty good setup for for a young guy like that. Like I don't yeah. really need him facing the top, you know, top twenty percent of nasty lefties anyway. I mean, that's gonna be a an 0 for three and, and call it a day anyway. So I think that's actually a pretty good uh, a pretty good setup for a young guy. Yeah, hit seventh today. Didn't do yep. so well, uh, but you know he, he went over uh, four with two Ks. But I expect better times to come. Uh, and yeah, and I, I know we've been burned by Kelnick and others that have you know struggled upon their debut. But still, go get them. Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, mine was weird in my my I had two main I have two main events. One of them I really need stolen bases badly, and he was uh, it was one of like the four leagues he was owned in. He was actually drafted. Wow, and dropped and picked up. I think he was twelve percent owned. So however many leagues that is, it's you know four or five of them. And then my other league, I got money, but I'm like second in steals. Um, and I, you know, I needed outfielders, but I needed steal. I, so I bid it on him, but I wasn't quite as aggressive as you were. And I got, I think I was the third bid or something like that. But uh, okay, it was weird. The, the spot I needed him, it was he wasn't there. But it just, you know, sometimes it just kind of works that way. But um, it'll be fun. I mean, I think that uh, I think he's got a better path to playing time than the, than the Tampa guys do, aside from Franco. But like I'd Walls and Walls and Bruhan, it seems like there's just a lot of, and it's the Rays too. And there's just a lot of guys for not enough spots. Where I think in Boston, if Duran plays pretty well, I think as you said before, he's gonna be in lineup most days. That's so funny you brought that up because I was just going to say, give give me Duran over Brujan too. Me too. Uh, and, you know, Josh Lowe's still hanging around in the picture there at some point too. So that that's further complicating manners. You know, Margot is going to be in part of that mix too at some point yeah. in time. Yeah, I, I think it's very tricky uh, in Tampa, as always. Yeah, and they, they really like Taylor Walls' gloves. So, I mean, you, you're seeing him play shortstop on some games and, you know, Franco's playing third. It's just there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces for – and Tampa likes to move guys around too. So, I think it's – a and it's tough when you want playing time, especially when you're playing NPC, playing half weeks, and you see some guys sit on Monday, you got to take him out. It's just uh, – I think, I think I'd rather have Duran just for the playing time aspect of it too. For sure. Talk to me about Brandon Marsh. You uh, you were heavy about him in AL Tout. Um, he's called up by the Angels, started in center field tonight. However – 
Uh, Mike Trout tweeted about two hours ago um, his usual tweet when they're going on a road trip with the airplane emojis, and he said Oakland. So um, I read that as at least he's going on the trip with the team if he's not coming to play against the A's on uh, on uh, whatever is on Monday. Um, there's a two game series they're playing the A's are playing the Angels Monday Tuesday. So I'm afraid that uh, I'm afraid uh, Trout might be coming back this week. I was hoping he would ma- wait three more days and the A's wouldn't have to face him. But um, I still uh, think they're going to avoid facing him. I don't think he you know he hasn't done any game yeah, activity right? in two like months i think he's going years. just to work out with the team okay I, I don't think he's actually playing that'd be my if i'm rolling the dice that's the way i'd roll them. of course that's not a way you roll dice but bad <laughs> metaphor okay if uh, i'm placing my bets that's how i there you go it. Uh, yeah. uh so marsh is uh, marsh had uh, three home runs two stolen bases 110 plate appearances so far this year um uh, you know k rate about 26 and a half percent nice walk rate at 14 and a half percent in 2019 you know a better sample he had 412 plate appearances in double a hit 300 seven home or seven home runs 18 stolen bases so uh, you know a nice power speed combo guy uh, i know you're aggressive on him in al tout so what uh, what what do you kind of see uh, him doing is it more for the speed more for the power kind of all around uh, yes, all that recent, you know, recency bias last 21 days, 417, 481, 792. Nice. I like that. Uh, you know, remember he was hurt this spring, so that slowed his start. He got off. He not only did he, he, he was slow to get started and he was, he got out of the block slowly too. Uh, I think you, when you look at his overall numbers, you have to take that with that grain of salt. I think you're looking at a guy that they don't, they were waiting to call him up until he was going to play all the time. I think it's instructive that they didn't call up Joe Adele at any point here. Adam Eaton, he's, if, if Marsh is any good, Eaton's not really going to stand in the way. Uh, when Upton and Trout come back, you might have to worry a little bit. But yeah. again, I mean, the, it, Juan Ligaris was obviously not getting it done. Their outfield today was Eaton, Ward, and Marsh. You know, even when Trout comes back, there's yeah. still room for Marsh if he does anything. If he pulls a Kelnick, then yeah, okay, fine. He gets sent back down again. But in AL Tout Wars, you take that chance. Yeah, in the NFPC, sure. I mean, yeah. maybe you don't go as aggressively. I was pretty yeah. aggressive. In the AL only league, I spent 20% of my fab budget. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy that, you know, A, could be productive, and B, could get a lot of at-bats, which is what essentially you're looking You need guys that play a lot. It's mm-hmm. I took it as, I mean, I took it as interesting when Marsh came up, but I took it as a pretty good indication that, uh, that Joe Adele's not really in the plans anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, me too. At, at some point, and I know Adele's striking out a lot, but he's at like 29%, Marsh is at 26.5%. Like, they're they're pretty close in terms of strikeouts. Adele's yeah. in a 13-game history against it, a bunch of home runs, but I think they're really going to – um, only call him up when they think he's coming up for good. And maybe with Marsh, you know, comes up for a couple weeks. And if he if he's good, he's six. If not, they can send him back down. But it seems to me like they do not want to do that with Adele no matter what. Um, I dropped Adele in the league this week, tonight, just because I, I'm at the point where, you know, with Eaton signed, with Marsh up, with Trout coming back, I don't see them really doing it anytime soon. Well, and it just makes you – raises the question what, what they're doing going forward. Rendon on his third trip to the IL. Yeah. Uh, I think third, maybe even fourth. I don't know. Seattle is three games ahead of them after today's game. Yep. Uh, they're nine games out in the West. Wild card's not, you know, five and a half out in the wild card. And they're, three and three teams ahead of them in the West, too. So it's not just nine games. Yeah, yeah. They got right. a lot a lot of teams to pass. Right. And then they, they've got, and you add uh, Cleveland, you add Tampa Bay, you add Toronto, you add the Yankees in the wild card. They are way behind in the wild card. So. Yeah. It's not just the games; it's also the teams, like you said. So it, it, it's unlikely they're going to make the playoffs again this year. So you have to start thinking about through that prism. What does a team like this do? They've got they're all they're all front heavy. They got Otani, Trout, uh, Rendon for the twelve games a year he's healthy. No <laughs> yeah. starting pitching. Dylan Bundy's working out of the bullpen. Yeah, uh, I, I, Griffin, Griffin Canning's in AAA. Yep, 
and not very doing not doing very well at that, if I recall Andrew correctly. Heaney was, Andrew Heaney was bad again either today or yesterday. I mean, it's just aside from when Otani takes the mound, like there's and actually Patrick Sandoval has been really good too. He got he got touched yeah. up a little bit today, but kind of polished it up and pitched well by the end. He's like probably been their second best guy. Yeah, and they just haven't been able to figure out the pitching for a long time here. Well, that's why you draft. That's why they drafted twenty pitchers and no hitters. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was pretty. I was pretty. I was a pretty wild. That draft. was wild. Yeah, yeah. And it was almost, at the end, like it's almost like they were making a point. And they couldn't go back from it, but like I guess they figure we have had no pitching forever. We might as well just stack it up. But it just, I don't know. It feels like that's just a weird way to handle it now, Major League Baseball draft. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think it was Shelly Verstegg uh, that. Uh, uh, and I, I always butcher her last name, so I apologize if I got it wrong. But she tweeted out, "It's almost like they set their their cue to auto draft college pitchers only." Right. Uh, it's, and no it's true, though. Yeah, it it, it really is. Uh, she she had a great line with that. So, uh, but at, at any rate, it, it, it's and yet, you know, I think it shows though you need development, and yeah. the Angels just don't do that. No, and they, it's it's been years of that too. I mean, there was that time. Yeah. In the past, well, they had, you know, the Brandon Wood and Dallas McPherson. It's like, we're not trading these guys for anybody. They turned down a ton of deals, and almost none of those guys really developed. I mean, they had that whole I – mean, Howie Kendrick turned out pretty well, but, like, they had a, a whole – I think it was Jeff Mathis. They had a catcher, too. Like, they had a bunch of guys, and none of them really developed into, into stars at all. Casey Koch yeah. was another one, all in that same group. Oh, I was yeah. all on the Casey Koch yeah. train there. Oh, my gosh. I was uh, I was sure Brandon Wood was going to hit 35 home runs at some point. Yeah. I'm still – maybe I'm still waiting. Arizona Fall League, uh, there was a game where it was uh, – Brandon Wood and Howie Kendrick, Alex Gordon and Billy Butler at the top of that. Oh, nice. um, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see these guys. And of course, <laughs> it's Matt Topman that had two homers that game. But of uh, course, yeah, a catcher for the Royals system. But uh, yeah, they just never, never quite got there. And yeah. you know, it just kept on expecting. And I, I waited forever on Brandon Wood too. Yep. Uh, so let's uh, other guys have had. I want to get to Josiah Gray in a second, but I'm going to do pitchers second. Um, a couple other hitters. I didn't notice a ton of hitter options. Uh, Lorenzo Cain is back, uh, going to be back probably midweek. He was playing nine innings for Nashville, I believe, tonight, and mm-hmm. um, then maybe a couple days uh, more. Uh, do you feel Cain has anything left? In 2019, he did have 11 home runs, 19 stolen bases, then sat out a big majority of last year, opted out. Uh, I think he played uh, for the first week and then opted out. Um, you know, before the, before the 260 in 2019, he hit, he hit 304 or five prior seasons. I think it's safe to say the speed is gone, but do you think there's anything left in Kane uh, enough to pick him up in leagues? There might be, but I don't think he plays every day. Yeah, that's I a mean, problem, you look at it? you look at the Brewers, and I, I they were already four guys for three spots. Bradley has done his some things here and there. Had a big triple today, uh, and they're even getting Tyrone Taylor some playing time. And yep. I, I, I mean, I think Taylor has something there uh, with Kane. You know, Shu and I, we were looking to replace uh, Kevin Pilar, get someone with more playing time. Pilar's not playing that much now that Nimmo's all the way back, Conforto's all the way back, etc. Yeah. Um, we prioritize Adam Engel over Lorenzo Kane. I think that and that says it all right there. Yeah, it does. Well, and the, you know the. White Sox prioritize Adam Engel over Adam Eaton, so that says a lot about Eaton too. But sure. uh, yeah. I, I mean, I just and I, I understand that uh, you know we're, they're going to get uh, you know Eloy Jimenez back. And, you know, Engel won't be playing every day event you know eventually. But we're looking for Mister right now this week for sure. Because uh, we're, we're you know unfortunately we have Judge, and so you for at least yep. for this week we're just kind of twiddling our thumbs, hoping to get by. That that Brewers lineup is wild. Do you ever think three months ago we were talking about Rowdy Telez and Jace Peterson keeping from Keston Hura from any playing time? It's pretty it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. 
Keston here is keeping Keston here from playing time. Very true, but, but it's it's crazy that they're starting Jace Peterson and Telez over him at first base, and whenever Wong plays second, it's just uh, it's it's interesting, and it's just it has to here. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how many chances guys had left. To be honest with you, yeah, they messed up his swing. They did something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, you're right. I think he he's almost a drop now. Well, he is a drop in a fifteen. I think he is a drop. Think. Yeah, I yeah. think he's a drop across the board. He's not playing enough. Yeah, and it, the other weird thing about Milwaukee is. Used to be Miller Park. Yeah, it's a good hitters park. Yeah. I'd rather start my Brewers hitters on the road, you know, and and then in Milwaukee. Do and we, I think it's the sightlines. I would say, do we have any idea why? Oh, sightlines, huh? That's what I think. A hitter's background's not great. And I read something that and I know last year is true that they were much better when the roof was closed than yep, when it I was open. That. Yeah. And I don't know if that the data supports that this year, but I'm just going to roll with it and just say it, say it as fact. And you know, we'll, there, we'll fact I mean, check a- later. There was a while that was like it was like Coors Yankee Stadium, and then right behind that it was Miller Park. I mean, there was a time when the Brewers were just mashing at home. Yeah, well, Houston was a hitters' park, a massive hitters' park at one point too, and they changed a couple of things. And you know, things change quickly. You know, sometimes it's quiet. Uh, you know, the, Houston they did move the fences a little bit. They took out Towels Hill, uh, the Crawford boxes. Though it's like, oh, that's a band box. Yeah. Well, no, look at the numbers. It's not really. And not uh, only that, that's like. 10% of the outfield walls that it looks really close. And I remember there are all the quotes people walked in the first time, like, Oh my God, it's close. But like right center is insanely deep there. It's a, it's huge out there. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Cleveland, the narrative has changed there a little bit. It used to be a hitter's park. Now it's, I mean, it used to be a pitcher's park. Now it's a hitter's park, Detroit, you know, same thing. It's, you know, it's a little all over the place. It just, you know, we speak so authoritatively on park effects without backing up with the data sometimes. Right. Uh, speaking of ex-Brewers, Orlando Arcia playing outfield most days for Atlanta. Obviously, they've had a lot of injuries. Um, in 2020, he had five home runs, two stolen bases, hit 260. But he was 15, 14, 2017. Did you have any interest in Arcia just looking for some playing time? I, I kind of looked at it and didn't really get all that excited about it. Yeah, I saw his AAA numbers. I I think I grabbed him. I forget where I grabbed him. I'm playing too many leagues, Scott. It wasn't in, <laughs> it wasn't in the main in either of those, but – yeah, I mean the fact is now he's going to have two positions. Third and outfield is nice. Yep. Uh, that that is handy. And you know between he and Jack Peterson, two guys with a kind of a new lease on life. Uh, you know, it sucks for the reasons why they have value for us. But here they are. Um, and the you know the thing is Atlanta's lineup. Man, it's just it's so different than what we expected it to be this year. It's yeah. now it's it's now it's just Freeman and Albies basically. Yeah, Dansby Swanson and Riley. Yeah, Swanson's coming out a little bit, but I mean, you take you just take Acuna out of there, and just it changes the whole dynamic. It's just it's, yeah. it's such a shame. I hate that injury. We obviously didn't talk about that because happened last weekend, but it, that that just sucked. Yeah, we took we took the weekend off uh, the week off because of that in protest of the injury. <laughs> we we should. I wish that were true, but uh, no, I yeah, it it really does suck, and it sucks what it does for him, and it does for the game, and all that, and for my TGFBI team. Uh, and we so he got hurt. The second week of July. So we're looking at next year opening day is going to be really interesting. It's going to be kind of right around there. Maybe a, a chance to come back. His his draft price is going to be pretty fascinating, especially kind of in some of the early drafts. Yeah, I mean, can he run? I mean, yeah. that's going to be a huge question mark. Huge question mark. And it's just you got to figure he's not going to be fully good to go by opening day, but pretty close. Usually that's like a nine to tenth month kind of thing. But you're right. Like, are you get stolen bases? Can you run around the outfield? How much do you want him to slide? All that kind of stuff. There's a lot that goes into that. When is opening day going to be? Is another question. Uh, I was I wasn't going to go down that path, but that's a very. Well, you already it's, went it's, down that yeah, path earlier. This it's a it's a val it's a valid point. I mean, it's, yeah. if if opening day is May fifteenth, that makes a big difference for Acuna's draft price. It does. It's a massive difference. 
In Pittsburgh, uh, John Nagowski is playing every day and hitting fifth uh, for the Pirates on on fire, at least with batting average. Hit three thirty three uh, in 65 plate appearances, has nine runs, eight RBIs, uh, no homers, but he's been hitting fifth, um, hit fourth a couple times, which says probably a lot about the, the Pirates lineup more than anything. But those guys up top, those guys can get on base. Uh, you know, both Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier do get on base, hitting for high average. In 2019 in AAA, Nagowski had 15 home runs, hit 295, so hit a little bit of average. I had a had a higher walk rate than strikeout rate, so I was a little bit intrigued by that. I had some small bids on Nagowski, just a guy who's hitting middle of the order and uh, getting played every day. Hit 195 and 148 plate appearances at AAA Memphis for the St. Louis this year as a 28-year-old. How did he get called this up? This is a it, hot streak. It's wild he got called up with that. I did see that, but... Um, I looked at 2019. I was in mile interest. I had some small bids of 15 tiers when I need at bats, but I don't know. I was I was going I was riding the hot streak and hopefully so, hopefully it lasts another week or two. I hear you, but like 2019 was happy fun ball and triple A was like super duper happy fun ball. It yeah. was nuclear happy fun ball. And you know, although it's kind of funny, yet another Cardinals hitter that is doing well in another organization. I mean, how many of them can you get? Patrick Wisdom. Nagowski, of course, uh, Adelise Garcia, of course, Rosarena. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's wild to think about that. Especially because all the corner outfielders the Cardinals have run through over the last few years. And Luke just, Voigt, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Luke Voigt, who, oh, that's a terror. Him going in the aisle was was brutal, too. But yes, yeah, I, I felt Nagowski was a pure, like you said, a hot streak kind of guy that maybe you get it for another couple of weeks. But uh, he was uh, he was originally drafted by the A's. So maybe that was uh, maybe that was my interest right there. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, hot hands, you know, yeah. I see it sometimes, uh, if, especially if you. Have a hurt guy. You have someone to fill in. Why not go with that? Yeah. Uh, they get six games this week, all on the road at Arizona, at San Francisco. Yeah, okay, I can see it. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. It's probably a, a one week pickup and kind of see what happens. But uh, you mentioned San Francisco. Did you do anything with the Giants outfielders? They have seven games this week. I find it hard to figure out when these guys play. Who's really good? We got Austin Slater. You got Alex Dickerson. You have Lo- Lamonte Wade. Um, all of them kind of hitting under 250, but uh, you know Slater at least has some some stolen bases in there too. Uh, do you like any of these guys kind of moving forward, kind of playing some matchups here this week? Uh, you know, I had some contingency bids on Wade, but he doesn't play every day, and that's yeah. the thing that kind of bugged me a little bit there. They're, they're platooning and moving guys in and out a lot, especially at first base in the outfield. They play six righties and one lefty, though. Yep. Urias is the only uh, lefty that they face. Gonsolin, Gray, Bueller. Uh, okay, great. So – Maybe that you know, Gonsolin for two and a third innings, and they're going to jump. Well, out yeah, need, there's need that too. Uh, cool Crow Brewbreaker. Brewbreaker has kind of struggled. That's on our watch a little bit. So I've been following. Yeah, he's he's been he's a bad for like a month and a half. It's been, yeah, I know. It's I been, know. It's been not good. So the you know the Friday to sun, Sunday, if you know Dickerson seems like maybe that's a good plug in. Yeah, for that part of the week. Uh, actually, I mean, it, it, it's who knows with Gonsolin and Gray. I mean. Uh, the Dodgers, they, they they just keep finding ways. So I don't know. <laughs> they do. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's a big week though. By the way, a huge series, four game series at Dodger Stadium there, and yeah. you're catching the Dodgers without Kershaw, um, and obviously without Bauer. Uh, yeah. That it's it's a really, it, they, they they could take advantage of it. Gossman comes back on Monday. He would have faced the Dodgers anyhow, but you know right. he, we got one half of a less start uh, for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, big, big, big week for the Giants. That's for sure. I think I read yesterday. So before today's game, Bellinger was five for his last 55 or something like that. It's been, he's at, uh, he's at 168 now, Jeff. 
Yeah, but you know what? He homered in the twenty-two to one game, and I was there for that. So uh, <laughs> you saw. I, I hope you played a Dodgers stack in DFS. That I game. did. I tweeted oh, that nice. out. I did. Uh, How many hundreds of thousand dollars did you win with that one? Uh, you know, tens of dollars uh, because uh, I didn't have poo holes. I didn't have bets. You know, it's like, and I had Otani going that night, and he did jack and nothing. So uh, it could have been. Uh, you know, he Chris was flexing his muscles against him. So, uh, you know, was, I, oh boy, that was terrible. Yeah, that was the that was the one game in the whole month that Otani didn't hit two homers. Yeah, pretty much. So that was fun. I mean, I had this great Dodger stack and still could afford Otani and Bueller. Uh, but like I had Pollock, I had, uh, you know, who had two homers, Bellinger homered, T- Turner hit a grand slam in that one. Yep. And still, I mean, I made money, but it, it was not it, anything I've seen. It's wild though. We've talked about a lot of first round picks that have busted and Bellinger's been hurt, but 155 plate appearances, 168. You have 21 runs, 14 RBIs, four homers, and two steals. I mean, that is a that is a disaster of a second round pick right there. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, the injury is what steered me away from him. Right. The shoulder, because yeah. I thought there might me be too. some long term effects. So I don't have him anywhere. But so you, sometimes I don't recognize like how bad he's actually been, but wow. I was the uh, same way, and I heard the stat list of five for the last 55. I was like, I wonder how bad he's been because I'm the same way. I don't have him anywhere. So I knew he's been struggling and was injured, but mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't believe it was at 168. I mean, it's 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 rough. I mean, strikeout rate is 11% higher than last year. Um, and the last couple of years, he's been under under 18%. He's at 28% right now. It's, I don't know, it's it's really bad. His hard hit rate's under 30%. In the year where everybody's hitting the ball hard, he's under 30%. So it's not like he's getting unlucky. He's just been really bad. And he's had like three different injuries. Yeah, like, yes. You know, it's not like the leg was a kinetic chain from his shoulder. There, there's, and the leg was the leg was weird. Like he just got stepped yeah. on. All of a sudden, he somehow like fractured a bone. The whole thing has been very right. strange. Although I wonder if that's connected to the hammy at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Compensating for it or whatever. I, I have a theory that he's not a hundred percent. He can't. But, I mean, he can't be right. Right. He also batted leadoff today. I. Yeah. For because uh, I know Mookie was out, and, and that's something we got to watch this week too. By the way, which is like the fourth time this season we've had yeah. to worry about a, him on a Monday. Uh, you say that, but Bellinger hit two thirty nine last year too. Like, yeah, well, I know, I know. I and that's I that's that's he's he's like around two hundred for the last two seasons. That's yeah. But then he was so good in the playoffs, so it's like, oh, yeah. we're fine. You know? Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the- wasn't it weird that you know he, he had the MVP season? And then they're doing the run up to the next season. He's like talking about changing a swing. <laughs> yeah. I, was I, it I don't 47 home runs and 305 wasn't good enough? Let's tweak our swing. Like, I don't know. It felt like very Tiger Woods esque, but like, I was like, well, it doing? was like Verlander changing his delivery after such yeah. a huge season. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, you know, Jeff Zerberman was completely right. I kind of poo pooed the notion. I thought, well, look, he's, look at this, uh, this outing here. He's fine in the run up to the two month season. No, he wasn't fine. He was changing it for a reason. And, yeah. Sometimes they he actually disclosed the reason. I was so stupid about that. But you know, if they're doing something like that drastic, you know something's wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what his second half looks like because I have no idea what to expect there. But let's jump into some pictures. But first, a note from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. So, Jeff, I'm going to talk about Josiah Gray first. Uh, I know he wasn't available in FBC leagues, but we talked about all you know all kind of leagues here. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds like he's going to be picked uh, or kind of called up on Tuesday to pitch for the Dodgers. Um, this is a guy that's uh, one of their bigger one of their bigger prospects, and so far this year, uh, he's only thrown 15 innings in AAA, but 287 ERA, 38% K rate. But you look back to 2019, he threw uh, doing the quick math about 115 innings in the minors across A and AA, ERA about two and a half. Strikeout rate about uh, 28, 29 percent. I'm just kind of averaging the two, uh, the two season or the two uh, times at A and Double A here. But yeah. um, you look and it looks really, really good. Like this is a, this is a pretty high level guy they're calling up. He is uh, 22 to two K to walk. Is that something you're interested in? Yes, uh, but only 15 innings so far this year. Yeah. He's not going to go more than four innings, I would bet. You know, that's, that's, that'd be my problem with him too. It'd be interesting. He's he might and he might start twice this week too if he starts Tuesday and Friday and Sunday. But I think we'll get a pretty good idea of how they're going to use him, which is really important for in terms of his his fab prices next week. Hundred percent. Well, here's the problem though too is like they might just say, okay, Clayton Kershaw is going to come back the following week. Right now, we're right. currently no timetable. Yeah, uh, and he's not he's not even playing catch yet. I don't think we're I think we're a few weeks off. But I mean, it's the Dodgers. Yeah. They they've got a lot of guys, and it's going to be at some point, but. Uh, I don't know if he, if he, if he, you think there's a chance if Gray looks really good, they decide to go price back to the bullpen at all? Do you think they could kind of shift that way? Or you think price is going to stick where he is? I, the, the price went four today. I mean, he's pitching well. I mean, keep stretching him out. I know his whip's really high, but that's from mostly from earlier in the year. Uh, I, I, I think they're probably better off stretching out price at this point in time. I think and, so too. I wonder if they'd be tempted to go six starters, but they, they piggyback two of them once a week. Like they go gray and Gonsolin or gray and or right. gray and price, something like that. And they go, you can still kind of go five man rotation for Bueller and Kershaw. And uh, I guess Trevor Bauer, who, he knows if he ever coming back, but um, yeah, they can, right. they can get, they can get creative with it and maybe save the bullpen in some of those games. Cause it might, it, may, it might work if gray looks good. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, it could. And remember trades can still happen. Yeah. And I, I, I think trades will happen. 
And they right. might, they're talking about signing Cole Hamels. I think they're going to trade for a starter no matter what, though. Signing Cole Hamels? What does that do? I, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it either. I just saw the rumor out there. But there's there's a lot of talk about Scherzer. There's talk about Jose Barrios. I think they're going to trade for somebody. I think they're they're not going into the, in the playoffs with uh, with what they have, all the question marks they've gone. Because I don't think they know uh, if Kershaw's going to be set. I clearly don't think they know if Bauer's going to be back. I think that they there's no way they're going in without one more starter, I think. Yeah. Um, and what they know and what they're sharing with us, what they do know, are two different things, too. Agreed. Uh, on both those pitchers. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I, and the Dustin May injury really kind of set the ball rolling for all of this too. I mean, uh, he was breaking out. He was yeah, the, the he guy awesome. this year, and ugh, takes everything away. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can trust Gonsolin for a playoff start right now until you can get him going five, six, seven innings. You know, it's, it's just it, it's tough in a playoff series too because if you have one guy that goes three innings, you burn your bullpen. Like that matters the next day. It's 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 right. They they come right look at the Padres last year. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, did you jump in the in the Willie Peralta pool at all this week? Another gem today. Seven innings, no earned runs, four hits, four Ks is not great, but uh, four walks also not also not good. ERA is now one point six four on thirty three innings. Did you mess with this at all? Are you buying it at all on on Willie Peralta? I think we had bids on him last week and didn't get him, um, but I don't have him anywhere now. Uh, I. The, the K, so the much K history is like fifteen percent. Like I just, uh, I think it's, I think it's been dancing through a lot of raindrops here. I think so too. Uh, you know, he, he shut down the Royals, okay, um, and he does get the Royals again, and then he <laughs> gets the Twins, okay. That's getting a little tougher. Yeah, I mean, it could work, right? Uh, it could work for the next couple of weeks, and that's all you need. The thing is, you don't want to get married to a guy like this. Uh, yeah, that, that's one eighty-seven BABIP, ninety percent strand rate. I just, I think there's a big blow up coming, and I, I, I don't think I'm willing to to risk another. If there's another good start, I think the blow up's coming. I'm, I, I stayed, I stayed away. Here, but here's the problem: is you need somebody. You do. Uh, and I, there's been a, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter tonight too. Like I can't believe people started this guy and that guy. I'm like, it was a three game week, and people need starters. They need K's. You're gonna take some risks, and they they look terrible when they blow up. There's people that that Mike Fultonevich today. There's Taiwan Walker today. I mean, but Taiwan Walker's not in that, that category. Yeah, he's not. But but Fultonevich yeah. was. There was someone else. I forget who it was. That it was horrible. Well, Matt Manning a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and you know, and, and I don't, you know, that's not subtweet. You know, Bubba was talking about this earlier here, and he made a good point. It's like you kind of know what you're getting into when you take these guys. For sure. Yeah, but I think. Um, you, do and if you need you need strikeouts you don't want to you know if you had six guys that were active this week like i could see adam i would i'm no way fulton average at toronto like i would i would i would have thrown a zero or a reliever over that but i get what people are doing like if you're desperate for strikeouts or wins you're like i just gotta get somebody with that's live and maybe he gets through five but i wouldn't uh i wouldn't do it i actually didn't see bubba's tweet i just saw a bunch of people talking about it well no that was like i was not i was not attempting to subtweet at all no, no, and that was a couple of weeks ago, and then I saw some other stuff today on uh, Fulte, uh, and I forget yeah. where that started, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, the the point is, you know, you, you do have to start somebody, but you maybe there's better chances to take. But I'm honestly, I'm I'm really struggling to find those guys, and you know, yeah, the the, the answer is draft better, sure, okay, but it's that ship has sailed. You know, we got to get by. I'm not waving the white flag. I'm not going to give up. Uh, but if I can't find, can't hurt you relievers and I can't find good, you know, safe starters, you got to do something. I don't know. It, just got to keep trying. It's weird. You can really talk yourself into some guys on Sunday during five. Oh, like, yeah. I can see how this works. And, you know, maybe you get the Pittsburgh started. We'll be good. And then he'll at Chicago or whatever, maybe make it work that out. Like you can see, I, I, I've done it before. I try not to, but I've talked myself to the stars. And you, you look back on Saturday, you're like, 
that made no sense. Like, what am I doing? But uh, it just it, sometimes you get desperate, and it's uh, it's been a tough year to find, like you called them. You know, don't hurt me, guys. It's been it's been a really rough year for those guys. It has, it has. I know you so, listed one guy on the list that could say, be, yeah, be that way, and that's Caleb Smith uh, against the Pirates and the Cubs. He also pitched the twenty-two to one game, just for the record. Uh, he did. He, I mean, he's not. He has a five-four-five-four-five-four five, four, ERA. Which Despite would look, that, yeah. which would look a lot better if you didn't have that nine earned runs in one inning against the Dodgers last start. So, yeah. a solid K rate, twenty six percent. The walk rate's high, eleven percent percent. That's definitely a concern. Um, I don't know. I I was in on some bids on him, and maybe I'll be one of those people that looks stupid at the end of next week. But uh, home Pittsburgh at Chicago, uh, I was you know remotely okay with enough strikeouts, and I'm in a couple leagues where I'm really trailing in strikeouts, and I need I need double start weeks, and I try to try and find guys I don't think will kill me and. Uh, he was one of them this week. The other one I, I was looking at uh, was Alec Mills in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, his K rate's low. It's only 90%, but he's made five starts recently, five in a row here through the rotation. He's only topped five innings in three of those five. He's allowed zero runs, two runs, two runs, three runs, and three runs. So it's one that you're talking about not hurt you. Like, you give me two of those starts, and I can I can work that. But uh, without the strikeouts there, you've got to make sure that he doesn't give up the seven runs. Otherwise, he really right. stinks. Well, you know, without strikeouts, five runs in four innings is also kind of a kill you if you're not getting the payoff there. If you're not getting like five or six Ks to go with that. Uh, So, yeah, like, and, yeah, but the problem is, again, who else are you going to add? Like Tanner Houck? Okay, he gets at Toronto. Good luck. Yeah, Uh, and and he's looked good, but, like, there's, I I just don't want to throw anyone there right now. Yeah, at Toronto, and then the next week, oh, well, uh, he gets Toronto again. Okay. That's, that's a bit, every time I look at an ALE's pitcher, I'm like, oh, I wonder who he faces next week. He's always Toronto and Boston. I'm like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It's yeah, so hard. Tor- Boston for the has 14 games in the next two weeks, all against the AL East. Yeah. At Toronto, home against the Yankees, home against the Blue Jays. Yeah. You know, Fenway Park against the Blue Jays. Ooh, give me all that. All those right-handed hitters. Yeah, when, fun time. When Lourdes Gurriel is your eight hitter, like how do you throw anything against that lineup? Like there is yeah, And they no, might get Kirk back too to make it even no, a better lineup. Kirk will hit ninth and it's just it's insane. Yeah, I just no, no way, no how, no thank you. What do you so. do with uh, what do you do with Madison Bumgarner? He's back right now, pitched pretty well in his first start. His K rate's up from last year, mm-hmm. kind of back to his 2019 levels, about 24%. Walk rate's pretty good at under 7%. 535 ERA, though. I feel like this is always like walking a, just on a razor's edge with Bumgarner. Like he, he'll either be fine or he'll be really bad. I don't think the, the, the great is there anymore at all. And this is someone that I wanted no part of last year. But, you know, again, we're at a, a spot where. You need to find starts. He gets Pittsburgh this week. Maybe a chance at a win. You got to figure he's a, good, he's a good bet to throw five or six innings at least. He's not a guy that's going to throw you know two or a third unless he gets smoked. He'll be he'll be in there. But um, I was actually in on Bumgarner in a couple small bids this week, and I'm uh, I'm a little worried about it. I won him one dollar on a post in oh, one of our you. leagues. Uh, yeah, well, that, that, that I, must it was have been a contingency a, bid. That must have been a twelve teamer, right? No, no, Maine. Wow. Uh, I I won him for twenty two in Maine. There was a back of eleven. You did well. Maybe I, well, I yeah, maybe. won, but we, we, we both may have done really poorly. There's no time. Alex. Let's see what his prize is here. I yeah, mean, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it could be uh, pretty ugly here. Uh, by the way, we had a uh, pertinent question to the Blue Jays uh, asking Forrest Price asked about Alejandro Kirk. We mentioned yeah. him still uh, technically on the IL. He's on his rehab assignment. Uh, we have a note, but this was like. I so I uh, it's a little almost two I, week old note. Actually. I know I know a pretty well known in the fantasy community Blue Jays fan, and he says they're just that's Rob Silver by the way. Um, yeah, I, I picked up on that. I, I didn't I didn't want to say I wanted to say his name. I not he pretty much thinks that they're going Jansen and McGuire and just trying to figure it out. Like they maybe they trade one of them, maybe they figure something out. But Kirk's healthy. All the notes are that he's he's it's on a rehab assignment technically, but he's he'd be ready to go. 
except they have two guys right now that they don't really want to move out at the moment. McGuire was, was hitting pretty well for a little bit and chance they like defensively. And I just think Kirk doesn't just fit right now. Well, we've got all these blue Jay sources. Now we have Rob, we have Fred Zinke. Uh, Griffin Banger just came on my, uh, came on the pod on Thursday, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he, he's, he's pretty in tight. It seems like there too. I mean, they are, you know, I, I, I I'm going to have to hit these guys up here because I love Kirk, but I do. I, know, I, I, like what we love ago, does not matter. Sometimes. Like two weeks ago, I talked to Rob about adding Kirk and he's like, I just don't, I don't think, I think they're going to leave him in AAA for a little bit is what he said. So I, I kind of backed off my bids and um, that was two weeks ago and he's still there. So it's just, yeah. uh, I, maybe at the trade deadline, they figure something out, but I don't think they want to bring up Kirk and have him, you know, they can't have a third catcher. It doesn't really work with how deep their lineup is. And I don't think they want to have him call him up and not play very often. So he's just kind of stuck where he is at the moment. I mean, you know, it's not like Jansen and Maguire are, you know, huge blocks, but it's just the kind of the way it's working right now. It's almost like they're almost waiting for the, uh, and the next shoot a drop so they can force yeah. them to make a move. Exactly. Yeah. Either, you know, there's a lot of things that go on with those two guys. And so who knows, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my feel on the Kirk situation. I've kind of, uh, I backed off looking at, looking at batting him just because you can't carry a third catcher right now, unless you're in a really, really deep bench league or something like that. Yeah. Um, anybody else, uh, uh, fab wise, you want to talk about, there were a couple 12 teamers, but guys, we talked about four, both Tyler McGill and Kyle Muller are both really interesting. McGill's pitch really well. Yeah. Um, Muller's going to be back. He's probably gonna throw twice this week. They sent, um, AJ Minter down today. So they can free up a spot. It looks like Muller will fill up that spot either tomorrow or Tuesday, whether they, they, they slot him in. Um, those guys are 50 and 58% of the 12 teamers. So they were still available in a lot of these. They were, they were taking all the main events pretty much, but, um, both those guys pitched really well. And, uh, Muller looked really good for strikeouts. McGill's been really good, not giving up runs. So those guys that if they're available, I would certainly grab them right now. Yeah. Uh, I would say just keep an eye out in your 12s to see who was dropped. Yeah. Uh, in one of my leagues, Corey Seager was available. Uh, how much do you go for? Like four hundred. Uh, it was a second chance league, I think. Oh, I and then, yeah, I saw, I saw that bid. Yeah, and then I, I was like at two hundred one, and I wasn't even close. And that was, uh, I think, Zach Waxman was the one that. Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. And then Dalton Deldon got uh, in the same league, got Byron Buxton for two fifty. So, all right. Yeah, but this the the whole point though is in the twelves. I got Zach Gallen for in one league, you know. And granted, he might be. You know, just a tr- it could be. It's a trial. Looked looked uh, looked looked great last. He looked the his, part. Yeah, he looked really good last start. And let's face it. You know, I was saying how hard it was to find guys that can make a difference pitching wise. He's one. Yeah. Why not try? I mean, you know, sure. you, you might get a huge, huge market move market mover there. Uh, or he could just be like, you know, just it, it could be a total trap. But at the same time, yeah, you got to take that chance. Yeah. I, the last thing I would say, if you're a 12 teamer, I would definitely, when you start your free agent bid, whenever it is, you want to look tonight, go to the ownership percentage. You always, you see something that's like 98, 90%, 90% owned, you know that they, someone got big, got dropped in your league. And that happens. I always, there's always a couple guys over 90% that are available in mm-hmm. my leagues. Just kind of the way the math works out. I had Shane McClanahan was available in my online this week and uh, Will Myers got dropped in mine last week. Um, yeah, you'll see got, it. You'll see it. You'll see it. People, and you might get people to start to, you know, if someone has one closer and they're buried in saves, you might see some closers dropped here in the next few weeks. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things. Definitely, uh, definitely sort by that percentage own column when you when you start your uh, start your bidding. Yeah, I think that's kind of the default, isn't it? Oh, uh, it, it. I think it actually is now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I was looking at my 12. See if any good was dropped. At least, you know, at least in the NFBC, it's a default now. Yeah. In other leagues, it might be at bats. I know in like. RT Sports, I think it's homers for hitters. Uh, so and pitch and wins for pitchers. Uh, you know, it, it's something different for every every site. So just know, to, know what your vis- league is. I'm, I'm trying to visualize what it is in Yahoo. I think it's. I think, I think it's, it's their it's, player I think it's, rater. I think it's the player rater. I think that I think you're right yeah. with that. Yeah. 
Because yeah. the ownership percentage is kind of skewed there because you get like keeper leagues, and people keep injured guys and stuff like that. But the other thing that Yahoo has is you can ch- just track recent activity, most added, most yeah. dropped. That's always also very helpful. Um, let's do some news and notes really quick. There were uh, there's a lot of like kind of questionable guys going into the weekend. Uh, Jacob Degrom was the biggest news. Went on Ugh. the IL with right forearm tightness. This is just bad for baseball. You lose lose Degrom and Acuna in the same week is just awful. Yeah, but watch him come back next week and strike out 28 people in one outing. <laughs> right, I am. He could be back in like four days or whatever the IL stint is, and he could be back in four weeks. I have no idea. Um, it sounds like they've shut him down from throwing till the tightness goes away, which is mm-hmm. not great because he's going to have to ramp back up. Although with the Mets, you just never know. Yeah, well, at least we won't hear people complaining about him not pitching in the All-Star game anymore. That's true, too. <laughs> um, yeah, that is true. Um, bad day on Saturday for the Mets because they also put Francisco Lindor on the aisle with Ugh. an oblique injury. Great two strain, no timetable. I gotta think this is like four to six weeks. Would you? Are you dropping him in leagues right now? I mean, you think about but it. It's all of it's August, like pretty much. September, September first, maybe. So you get uh, you get four weeks out of him. I I probably won't, but I can see it. I can definitely I, I see. I think it. I probably would in a twelve, just because uh, those things tend to linger in a fifteen. I think I'd have to hold. I don't think I could do it. That's in 15. that's what I was thinking. Fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, but it, it, it's tempting. Um, it, it really is. I mean, if you really need the spot, I, yeah. I think that's yeah, it probably depends good. on how your roster build is and if you have stashes or you have other injured guys. The other guy that went in the aisle on Saturday that I think I would drop is Pablo Lopez, unfortunately. Yep. He went yep. on the he went on the aisle with a right rotator cuff strain. Um, no timetable on him either. When you get a pitcher with that injury, like the time to ramp back up, I think I think he's a pretty pretty sure drop for me, unfortially. Well, it, especially because really it's good. the team context. Look at the yeah. what do the Marlins have to play for? The Mets Nothing, have something yeah. to play for. I mean, they're that's they're fair. clearly in it to win it. Uh, whereas the Marlins, I mean, this is your, I mean, if you're going to be a contender someday, it's because your young pitching gets better. What a disastrous year for the young uh, pitching. The, Marlins, I, the Sixto too. thing just kills me. I love that. Oh. It just, it's, and Alicia it Hernandez too. Yeah. I mean, wasted year for both those guys. I mean, Rogers yeah. has been amazing too. Yeah. Lopez was having a good year, but I mean, it's just, otherwise just, ugh. And then we have a bunch of uh, day-to-day guys with some big names. You mentioned Mookie Betts missed Sunday with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. expected to play on Monday, which kind of goes to the next guy, Kevin Gossman. You mentioned earlier he's back on Monday. Um, he had a family emergency, but he was going to start against the Dodgers, so two starts this week. So you definitely want him in there. That's uh, You're right. That's going to be a fun, fun series. Yeah, and Posey comes back too. So yep. uh, And Seager comes back. Yep. So it, it's it's there's a lot of goodness there. We'll see about Mookie. It, you know, it's another – West Coast start time, you know, anxiety if you're trying to figure out your lineup for the week sort of thing. I'm probably going to just leave them in, but then you never know. Uh, you got to leave them in. The guy I want to ask you about that kind of fits in this news and notes, but also fancy-wise, Gavin Lux uh, left late Sunday with a apparent hamstring injury, apparently going for some more tests on Monday. Um, I actually asked you about him. We, we were talking uh, before yeah. the show. I asked you about him before he got hurt. So I was like, this is not an injury question. But I asked you if I was crazy to drop him in a 15-teamer. And you said, I don't think so. He doesn't do anything anyway. So And it's kind of – you're kind of joking around, but, like, he really doesn't. He has, I think, he has six home runs, three stolen bases, hitting for a low average. And hits eighth. I think he's my biggest disappointment this season. I just, I thought we're, I thought at worst he would take a little step up and be pretty good with a yeah. chance at a pretty significant upside of like being really, really good right away. Um, he's been bad. There's just no way around it. I dropped him in 12 and 15s tonight. I, there's some point I may regret it, but uh, I, you know, I needed to cover the middle infield. I didn't need him. I just, it didn't work anymore. He's been bad and Chris Taylor's been good. Yeah. Uh, Chris Taylor's I, been I think, great. And Corey Seager's coming back. 
Something's got to give. It's Lux. That was part of my thing, too. Like, I think that starting on Monday, someone mentioned this to me on Twitter. I was talking to someone else about Lux on Twitter. I, he's got to lose playing time, right? He just yeah, has AJ to. Pollock's got a 530 slugging percentage. Yep. I mean, it's not Pollock that's going to give. Nope. You know, it could be Bellinger. <laughs> it's not going to be Bellinger. It's not going to be it, Bellinger. It, but it, it could be. It maybe should be Bellinger, but it's not. I'm joking. It's not going to be Bellinger. But, I mean, a team that's that steep and you get everybody back, I mean, it's not going to be Muncie. It's not going to be JT. Uh, you mentioned Pollock. Uh, you Pujols going to play a little bit, especially against lefties, and then they yep. move. You know, Muncie plays second. Uh, I don't. I, I, I no, just McKinstry's think, been better than yeah, Lux. This agreed. Year. I think Lux has. There's no way the math works unless someone else gets hurt that he doesn't lose a bunch of playing time starting Monday. I think it's Cut City. Yeah, uh, I really do. Um, and I wish it, I wish I'd cut him a month ago. Would have been a lot better off. Yeah, for sure. I played. I played him this weekend for the last uh, the last gasp of a Coors Field weekend, and he did nothing again. So that was that was pretty much it. I I ended up sitting someone who homered, and it, it pissed me off. So I was I was done. <laughs> Who'd you sit? Uh, I think it was Didi Gregorius in that league. Oh uh, yeah, big one. Homer, I think he homered today. Yeah, yep. um, yeah. My my main event team was three fifty four today. So if I'm a little salty today, that's why. Mm. That's hard to do. It's hard to get that many guys that play and all play and hit get three hits. It's it's tough to do. Very. And I had two guys on my bench that were active and they both homered. So that was just a, a nice uh, a nice knife in my side there. Uh, speaking of knife as a side, Steven Strasburg uh, didn't feel right in his side session. Um, and uh, he's, not, he's backing off mound work for now. Uh, do you think we see Strasburg at anywhere near full good to go this year? No, I do not. Yeah. Do you, I do think, not. What do you do with him in I'm league if you, if you own him? What do you do? If, if I have them still, I mean, you can't drop them, right? It's not Russia. You can do anything you want. He's not. He's not on the undroppable list. We're we're virtual. How do you know him in Russia? Yeah, um, you never know. Uh, but I, I think he. What, what would you do? Plausibly, say if, in, say if you happen to be playing in Yahoo Friends and Family, a fourteen-team mixed league. Say for instance. Say for instance, and you have a you have Clayton Kershaw on the IL, and you would love to put him there, but you don't have a spot for him. Do you drop Strasburg to free up that spot so you can pick up somebody else? You're talking to the doofus that has TJ Antone and, and Lucas Sims on using his two IL spots. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. And I think, isn't that a 16 team league too? Oh, you're right. It's 16. I think it is 16. I think you're right. Yeah. I, uh, but, I actually, I actually, I have trout there so you can tell how my season's going, but um, so he is yeah. going to come off the IL fairly soon, but I, I almost clicked drop on Strasburg today when I picked up Josiah Gray and I just couldn't do it, but I probably, but hey, at least you got Josiah Gray. I did. Um, Hopefully I that works. Up- I picked up Zach Britton, similar impact, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> nice. No, uh, you know, the thing is, I mean, Britton might get some saves, especially if they stop, if they don't trust Chapman uh, anymore. Do they so, not anyways. trust Chapman right now? Like, what's the, what is the, what's going on there? Like, it seems like he's there, he's healthy, he's not on the IL, but then Chad Green comes in or somebody. It just seems like they don't fully trust him. I don't know what's going on there. I don't. Would you trust him right now? No. Yeah, I mean. Uh, relievers they they come and go you know and the thing is he's he's done it for a long time but he, he'll probably bounce back he'll probably yeah, be I fine would think so. i would think so yeah but you just might have to go through it for a little bit um but yeah strasburg i mean it's things aren't going right for them right now for the nats i mean freaking scary situation on saturday and yeah that, that was, was i was watching it was weird i was i had the eight grid team on but i had the that they were in the top left so the volume was on and mm-hmm. i was always christian and i were having my wife christian and i were having dinner and we're just kind of hanging out and I looked up, and all of a sudden, the announcer's like, the players ran out of the field. We have no idea what's going on. And they had, the Potters announcer had no idea what was going on. And obviously, then it blew up on Twitter. But it was it was really eerie to watch in the moment, not knowing what the hell was going on. Yeah, like, sure. These people running on the field, it was it was wild. Scary situation. Yeah, it was super, super scary there. Um, 
And the Nats on the field, I mean, they got crushed like relentlessly on Friday. Yeah. Juan Soto is bouncing back. It started yeah. right before the break. Um, and so that's but good. I, I thought the home run derby ruined everybody's swing, and they they hit no home runs ever again when they were in the home run derby. That only applies to Bobby Abreu. Uh, but <laughs> it's always the example everybody uses is so funny. Yes, of course. Of yeah. course. It's the only uh, one I can remember. But it's because uh, the only time it's really happened like that. People freak out right, for right. no reason. Yeah. And Bobby Abreu was never that type of big yeah. home run hitting swing. He hit homers, but it yeah. wasn't like that was his swing. Bobby uh, Abreu was going to regress that second half in home runs no matter what he did at the All Star. Correct. Way. Yes. Correct. So, but, uh, you know, and their pitching is just hideous. It's yeah. Mad Max, and then yeah. Joe Ross is hurt. Corbin's you know, ERA is about five and a half still. He had a he had like a really like a three week stretch there. We kind of looked like the old guy, and then it's it's been it's been back the other way again. Yeah, they they've been rolling out Eric Fetty. Uh, oh, he's terrible. So bad. Uh, yeah, you know they might they might revert back to sellers by the time you know it's it's they had that surge. And I thought okay they're going to be all right after all. And then yeah. bats are warming up. Soto is starting to hit for some loft finally. He was always making hard contact. He was just yeah. using the Eric Hosmer swing path theory. Uh, and he got out of that apparently. So uh, that that's a positive development. What's uh, what's Juan Soto's ADP next year? Six. It's a pretty good guess. Yeah, that's kind of where I'd go. I think that uh, he, I think the second half is gonna be really good. I think we'll talk themselves into Bay back there. It's just interesting that uh, he, he was kind of quiet in the second half. Where we're, our first half, we're all just talking about Tatis and Vlad Guerrero. And it's kind of just there's been no Juan Soto talk. I think that's gonna change here. Uh, I think he's he's, he's he's he feels prime for a really big half. I mean. I mean, some of this story is not hasn't been written. We don't know what's going to happen to Degrom now. Yeah, we don't know. know what's going to happen with Mookie now, and yep. we don't know what's going to happen with Acuna now. Yep. I mean, that first round is suddenly looking pretty wacky. It, it's really, really, really wacky. If Degrom like goes, got it goes on and off the IL the next two months, like there's no way you could take him that high, right? Like, but then he starts to venture into Strasburg territory, he's except he's so, a much better Strasburg. He's just yeah. so damn good. Like, if you got 150 innings, you're set. But like there's just it's just gonna feel it's gonna feel risky no matter where you take. Well, who the hell knows what's gonna happen with pitching next year? Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. I I mean, I'm a little unmoored right now. Yeah. Because a lot of pitchers have started to struggle um, with that. Some have been okay, but I, I I think there's a lot more instability than there was a month ago, and I I hate what baseball has done there. I feel like the studs are going to adjust. And we, we talked about Cole and Gilo, but it's going to be those like second, third tier guys that, you know, need, maybe needed that a little bit to be over the top and be really good. Yeah. And those guys, I don't know if they'll, you know, they, maybe they can't get back to that. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's going to be something. There's going to be a lot of, uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, fancy columns written about in the off season, how to, how to, how to deal with that, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, who's stabilized quite a bit after a really crappy start to the season. Kyle Hendricks. Yes. You knew it. You knew it. Dude has looking 12, at my browser somehow. Dude has 12 wins. 12 wins. Like 10 in a row. He was horrible like the first three or four starts. I remember like, I oh, finally the regression's here. He's not going to out outplay and perform his metrics. And here we are on July 18th. And he's got, got 12 wins and good ratios. I'm old enough to remember when people were benching him for the two-step, which included a Pittsburgh start. Yep. And it was the right thing to do because Pittsburgh killed him. Uh, although he, he beat the Dodgers in that. that. That was the really weird thing. Uh, after that Pittsburgh start, he had a 623 ERA. Since then, and, and over the course of and 76 innings, he has a 248 ERA, a 107 whip. Now, he's not getting you strikeouts. That's the yep. one thing. And it, you know, K per nine over that stretch is 6.4. I mean, you really are hurting yourself with strikeouts every time he pitches. But, yep. I mean, in, in, a land, in, in a time when ratios are just crap, I mean – he, he's, and he's win, a rock. 
and wins are impossible because guys go four or five innings. He got right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that. Luis Castillo, ERA, 439. We're getting there. Yeah. And now it, <laughs> he can't get the wins because the Reds' bullpen is just so uh, exquisitely he, solid. He left, he left a 2 nothing, and Amir Garrett came in. I'm like, oh, this is good. Uh, we can, I'm going to go ahead and change the channel here because I have already seen this game before. <laughs> I've seen this season before. Yeah, uh, I feel for you. Um, you Darvish, good bullpen session on Saturday. Sounds like he's on track to start Monday. Obviously, you're starting him as long as yep. he's uh, out there. Uh, Nick Castellanos, your Reds day to day with a wrist injury. He sounds like he's fine. Do you believe that? I think he seems like he's all right, right? I, I just I noticed the your Reds is what you went with there yeah. again. We're no longer our Reds. Um, I, th- I think it was a uh, one too many blown Luis Castillo wins that maybe I passed. Uh, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Um, that was a direct hit on the wrist. Uh, it was very I similar it, yeah. uh, to uh, who is the uh, Anthony Blandino? Um, and was it Anthony? No, uh, uh, teammate on the Reds. And I, I'm getting the scout for the uh, uh, anyhow. Um, sorry. Uh, no, that's Blend Gino, Tony. Blen. That's the scout uh, that it's uh, written for us before, and is it, a really good guy. Uh, but Anthony Blandino had a very similar plunking, Alex, and is on the six. Alex Blandino. Hey, Alex, thank you, thank you. Yes. I was just I had one of those mental blocks going, but anyhow, I similar similar hit by pitch on the sixty day IL. That's it, it, they, they freak me out. I hate. There's nothing I hate more than hand and wrist hit by pitches. They drive me. Yep. Every time I see one, it freaks me out. I get anxiety, and I'm sure the guy broke his handmade bone because that just always is what happens. Yeah, and sometimes breaking a handmade bone is okay. You know, Matt Olson came back just fine. Um, and, you know, Joey Gallo did not. Yeah, it, and, it just uh, it, ever since Jose Canseco did it, like, and it was 1990, I, yeah. I, I have – I have bad flashbacks of that. Yeah. Uh, Jazz Chisholm looked like he was hurt when he 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 dove for a ball today, uh, landed on his shoulder. It looked like it came out of socket or something. They said, apparently went x-rays. Now I'm going to go ahead and say the x-rays on a shoulder injury like that don't really tell me anything. I'm not, I want to see the MRI tomorrow. I think that's going to be more important because you got ligaments and that kind of stuff. They're mm-hmm. calling it a bruised shoulder right now. I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up on the aisle, to be honest. Again, team context too. Yep. I mean, if you're the Marlins and then there's any doubt, you're going to sit them. And if there's any doubt, you're going to probably plot, place them on the IL. But uh, yeah, especially, you know, they just shut down Lopez. I mean, it, it's pretty bad right now. They just yeah. shut down contract extension talks with Starling Marte. Don't be surprised if he gets dealt. Uh, he is. Yeah, well, he's on our list. I know, uh, you know, he, he's been very productive since coming off the IL. Yeah, we may not get to all those on the list. We've gone yeah, let's, let's save that for next week because yeah. we got plenty of other stuff. Yeah. Um, two catchers that are uh, coming back, both Mitch Garver and Austin Nola. If they happen to be available in your leagues, I think now is the last chance to grab those guys. I sound like Garver's going to rejoin the team in Chicago after his uh, awful injury when he got hit in the groin. And then sounds like Austin Nola also in his rehab assignment probably be up Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. I think this is a, uh, if you, if they've been sitting out there on your waiver wire and you'd be kind of staring at them waiting for the time, yeah. I think the time is now because they'll be gone. And if you're in a two catcher league, those are both guys that you want starting in lineups. Yeah, for sure. Padres have seven games this week, uh, all on the road, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but three in Atlanta, four in Miami, uh, and only one against the starter that really scares you, and that's Rogers. But uh, you know that's the Sunday game, and Nola probably won't play that game anyhow. I picked up picked up uh, one of each of them last week, kind of going figure the All Star break. I could use that time, and I knew I'd take some zeros over the weekend, but hoping they come in line this week because I want to jump the gun on them. But uh, two guys, they you know catchers are really tough right now. I think you, those are those are guys you definitely want to be a starter. I was just gonna say taking a zero from a catcher is better than taking a one for right. ten. It's better than me taking a one for eight from Dalton Varsho, which is what he does every week. Um, he has stolen base today though. Good for him. It's yeah, that's it's been a rough. He just he has not hit the major league level at all. 
I, I, that, that's one I, I kind of never bought the hype. Uh, yeah. just, you know, he, he can suck at outfield or he can suck at catcher for you, but yeah. he, the point is he still sucks. I mean, yeah, right now, playing, he, maybe the, he'll be good someday. But the playing time's there because Kelly's hurt and they traded Steven Vogt, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if more playing time is a good thing for him in fantasy wise because if he's going to hit a buck sixty, he's just going to hurt you. I don't think. I don't think his story is over. I want to. I, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But yeah. I think it's just you know it's tough right now. I, and, I don't think you want him in your story right now. Is what I'm going to say. I'd agree with that. Do you want to answer the DFS question in the chat? Mm, no. I somebody mean, I, somebody asked how you, how you can consistently win in MLB when there's so much variance and the NBA is so much easier because you can build lineups. My answer to that would be in Major League Baseball, you play every day and you do – if you have a good process, you have to, you have to play every day because there's going to be days where Mike Trout's going to go for four. It's just going to happen. LeBron yeah, James it's true. Just, LeBron James never scores three points in a game ever. But Mike Trout definitely scores zero or negative. He played in a league where, you know, K's are negative. But it's one of those things, if you play Major League Baseball, Davis, I think you got to play every day. If you use a good process and you really uh, you really study it, I think that over the course of time, if you're doing well, you're going you're gonna to find some big hits and do well. Well, and it's tightening up too. And we when I had yeah. Brock on the show. Uh, a yeah, he's a good DFS ago, player. Yeah, You know, he was emphasizing play single entries. Uh, play, you may have to play at higher levels because there's the rake is lower. And I think that's the really tough part is cash games, the rake has gotten higher. I and mean, it's not just playing against other players, it's playing against the sites. And, you know, it's not just winning 50-50, you know, you're winning 54% of the time to, to yeah. do that. And that's the tricky part. I, I don't know the exact number. That might, I'm just using that as an example, throwing that out there. I probably no, but you're right. The, the point is it's not, it's like, it's like betting and betting with the VIG and you got to, you got to win 52 and a half percent of games to win if you're betting. So it's kind of, yeah, that's, the that's same probably thing. the number yeah. I'm probably searching for there. But yeah. point being is, I mean, game selection is important. And then after that, you know, then, then, then you have to have your process. And to be honest, I haven't nailed it. I, I'm doing all right this year, but I'm, you know, there's ebbs and flows. You know, so I, early in, in in April, I was on fire. Uh, in May and early, you know, May I wasn't, and then I had a good little stretch again. But you know, it just it just goes and ebbs and flows for me. And I play a lot of NFL, NBA, and golf DFS. I'll admit I don't play a lot of baseball. I just play so much season long that I usually can root for those guys and be good there. But I do I do think that if you're going to play, you got to consistently play every day. Because if you don't, you're going to find days like, oh, I love these guys you didn't play. I think that you just have to, you have to find a consistent process. And, you know, like you said, game selection is big and you got to pick, you know, play those same you know, same leagues or whatever every day and kind of stick with it. I think you just got to be consistent and be, be really, uh, really, really solid with it. Yeah, I'm salty about golf. I had more cow on one of my two lineups and still barely – made any scratch because speaking of more speaking of more cow people should listen to the gaming golf podcast on Tuesday because there was the uh, Colin more cow was on the betting card at 33 to one this week that was a uh that was a big winner that I was definitely taking part in so it was fun yeah you were you were leading the march for him I Uh, I love my uh after Ricky Fallon Tiger Woods has become my favorite golfer I've been on him on his last three wins and they've been uh, all above 30 to one. It's been a lot of fun. He will not be above 30 to one in a major for a long time. I think he said that the last time he won too, which is the weird yeah, part. Everybody and got, he was playing well. Everybody got into these. Never played the, the, the open championship British open, whatever you want to call it. Uh, can't play links golf. Have to get used to it. And I was like, well, he hits the ball better than anybody else. And he happened to putt better, better than anybody else this weekend, which is nobody saw coming. And if he putts well, he's almost impossible to beat. He's so good. Yeah, my heart kind of uh, breaks a little bit for Louis because he's yeah. been so good in majors this year, but just can't finish the deal. 
So a few baseball players. We get back to this. I want to ask you about. Uh, I know you're. You've never. We've done this for a lot of years. You've never been the person that's been on Blake Snell, um, but it's rough right now. It's he was bad again today. Four innings, four earned runs, six hits, four walks, three Ks, and it's been consistently not only the issue of he's not throwing enough innings to get wins, which is we we thought might be a problem. Maybe we thought it'd be less of a problem in San Diego that would have been in Tampa Bay because that was their kind of their you know, organizational philosophy is get him out before the third time he's over. We saw in the World Series. But his ERA is now five and a half. Like it's not that he's pitching well for four innings and then they're taking him out. 78 innings. The Ks are still good. They're a little bit down, but they're still good at 20%. But the walks are a huge issue right now. 14% walk rate. Uh, hard hit rates a career high. Barrels over 10% for the first time. Um, his slider's still good, but I tell you what, every time he goes out there, he's just it, it doesn't look like a guy that you really were, or feel good about at all. And the home road thing still exists. And it 143 ERA at home, 908 on the road. Wow. 3.8 walks per nine. I, I didn't know it was quite that bad. No, no, it's been so pronounced all year. That's the funny thing. Uh, and even when he pitches well in the road, the Philly start, his last uh, prior to the break, four shutout innings, but he couldn't get, they wouldn't let him pitch the fifth with like a 5 nothing lead. Some of this is Jace Tingler. Yeah. Uh, he, he really has a quick hook. You know, you you might be pissed at Kevin Cash. Wait till you get a load of Jace Tingler. I mean, he right. is, yeah. he's got a quicker hook. Now, yeah, you, you watch Snell nibble, and I get it. Yeah, I but it's too. not just Snell with him. I mean, he's got a quick hook with a lot of pitchers, and that's going to come back yes. to haunt him. He seems like it really has one with Musgrove too. And it's funny; I feel like Musgrove's having a bad year. And they look at his ERA is three one five. Like, yeah. But it yeah. seems like he has these four inning starts. You're like, oh, Musgrove's struggling again. And you look, and he's actually pitched pretty well. And the Padres are a very good team, but I'll tell you, I think that's going to have second order effects. Uh, Drew Pomerantz hasn't been right all season. Pagan got housed today too. Yeah, uh, and I just think there's just such heavy workloads that they're shouldering there, and I think it's going to – and they're just churning their roster. Um, uh, Joe Sheehan write, wrote about this, how used uh, them as an example, but there's it, certainly plenty of other teams too that are guilty of this. But, you know, a guy will throw a bunch of innings in relief, and then they send him down because he's not up for the next game because they're churning through that bullpen. Yep. Uh, trying to remember the guy's name here, and bear with me on this, but um, – he might not even be up with the big club right now, just because they keep churning. He it's might funny be back I get to, I, They're West Coast, so I, you know, late at night I can flip on the games. It seems like they throw Tim Hill, the lefty, like sidearm. It seems like he throws every game. It's just they throw guys over and over. Krismat, Nabil Krismat is the guy that has just been riding the roller coaster big time. We called him uh, right before, uh, uh, right uh, at the start of the All Star break. They recalled him back up the majors. At least he got to spend the All Star break on the, on the major league salary, but. So he's, yeah, the, just, he's, the, he's the Edward Oliveras of, uh, of pitchers. He, uh, I'll, I'll assume that's uh, yes. Yes. That's right. With the Royals. Yes. He's been um, up and down like five times. It's, it's wild. He comes up for like two days every time too. Yeah. And uh, you know, Chris Matt threw like five innings against the Nats and then got sent back down because he threw five innings and wasn't going to be available. Uh, similarly, I think there was another th- uh, outing where he had, he went like three innings and got sent down again. It's just like, it's, it's kind of unfair to these guys. You know, especially because when they get sent down, they get paid a minor league salary. Uh, yeah, they do. It's a big, yeah. it's a big difference too. Huge, huge difference. And it's not like Chris Metz be all end all, but that that's the whole point though. Is he also? I don't think it's good for development for the long term either. Uh, I, I think when you yo-yo these guys and just kind of max them out, you know, throw max effort, and then we're going to send you down. But don't worry, we'll call you back up. They they out there. They're trying to throw their hardest. They're trying to impress. They blow out their arms. Look at the look at the Padres and the Rays, and look at how many relievers are on the sixty day IL for each of these two teams. Yep. It is insane. It's I feel good about myself. I mentioned Tim Hill. He's actually uh, third in majors in appearances, so I was not crazy. He does pitch a ton. 
Yeah, he does. One more guy I want to ask you about before we get out of here. I want to talk about is is Logan Gilbert in Seattle. Um, Yeah. He first came up. His first three starts were rough. We and it, it, it's weird because they were rough stat wise. But if you watch the game, you're like, this guy's stuff doesn't really look great. And have you heard mm-hmm. all this all this hype? He didn't look good. The, the fastball is kind of flat. He's been great lately. Uh, five and a third today against the Angels. Four hits, two walks, two hundred runs, nine strikeouts. ERA's down to three and a half on the year now. Uh, first three starts, ten and two thirds innings, nine earned runs. Was really struggling. Since then, forty three and a third, twelve earned runs, fifty one strikeouts. Uh, if you either had the patience to stick with him or you jumped on him with someone else, lost their patience. Uh, he's been a huge pickup. I'm a sucker for good whip. 0.97 whip. Uh, I, mean, I, that, love, I love good whip too. Yeah. 10 walks and 48 innings. I mean, from a rookie? Yes. Yeah. Want. I mean, I love it. Love it there. And, you know, you know, quietly Seattle's having a pretty good year. And, you know, you look at it, they have so many things that are just meh. But Gilbert's pitching well. Kikuchi, this weekend notwithstanding, has had a really nice season. The, their bullpen has, you know, patched together a lot of good uh, good outings so far this year. Although finally Graveman got hit this weekend too. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Gilbert's a good part of this story. Ten starts, and you know, he's only averaging he's averaging slightly less than five innings per start, and that's a, that's a negative. But you know, a couple of the and he had like a two inning outing against the White Sox, I think. But you know that that I, I think that might have been weather induced because he didn't pitch poorly in that. Uh, I have to go back and check on that one there. But the point is, you know, they're, they're getting some good things. This is another team. The only drag on Gilbert's value is, you know, they're the six-man rotation again. Yep. Although, um, yeah. Yeah, the interesting – I think that must have been a weather thing at the White Sox, by the way, that, uh, that game because yeah. he pitched two scoreless. The interesting thing is this is a big series. The A's in Seattle play four games in Seattle this weekend. And quietly, Seattle's only three games behind the A's. They've snuck up on them. It's this is a huge series for both teams. And, I, and they don't – they no longer have a six-man. They, they are a five-man rotation right now. I think it's because, like, Sheffield's on the IL. Oh, that's uh, right. Sheffield's gone, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Marco Gonzalez has been pretty awful, and yet they're still where they are at. Yeah, this is this is like the A's can kind of put the Seattle in the uh, rearview mirror, at least as one team that they don't have to worry about with a good outing here, good series. But, you know, they're not playing great ball themselves right now. So this is yeah. pretty big for Seattle. It is. It's a big, it's a big series. So, cool. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? We've gone uh, we've got kind of the, at the end here. Anybody else on your mind that you want to discuss real quick? No, I think we covered plenty, and that'll save whatever we didn't cover. We'll cover next week. Yeah, we got uh, we got pretty close to everybody. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, uh, sponsored by WinBet. That is W-Y-N-N. If you follow, want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. We're usually on there talking about some sort of sports stuff. Sometimes it's golf, sometimes football, sometimes baseball, but we will definitely answer questions or talk sports to you there. Uh, if you could please rate and review the podcast, it does help a lot. Helps people find the podcast. It's always a very good thing for everybody involved. Other than that, hope everybody has a great first full week back off the All-Star break. Hope your team starts to make a move here. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.